0: Derwin James is one of the Chargers' best players and the heart and soul of the team, but is entering the final year of his rookie deal. Will the Chargers be able to get an extension done before the new season starts, and what will it look like?
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up, and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons. We're heading into our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. And as always, to make sure you never miss the show, Go subscribe to the Locked Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And today we're talking Derwin James. We're taking a break from the film study before it breaks me and David's brains. And we're going to be talking about one of the Chargers best players. And I think a lot of fans favorite players on the Chargers, especially on defense. Derwin James, who should be extended before the season starts by the Chargers because he is entering that final year. You want him going into that with security. You don't want a Jesse Bates situation, you know, where they're having public feuds and things like that. But what will that look like? We're going to talk about what some of the other safeties are getting paid in the league and obviously what he means to the Chargers and why they should pretty much write him a blank check. And we're also going to get into some of the newcomers like Troy Reader, Gerald Everett, and DeAndre Carter's first press conferences with the team, why they chose the Chargers, why they're excited to play with Justin Herbert, and much more. But Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And locked on sports listeners get fifty off a five hundred dollars using the promo code to Locked On at checkout. All right, David. Well, we don't need an excuse to talk about Derwin James with us taking a break from talking draft stuff. It was nice to just focus on a guy that the Chargers already have a draft steal that they already made in derwin james and there was a report last week by tyler dragon who said the Chargers and safety derwin james are cautiously optimistic in quotes they will agree on a long-term extension before the start of the regular season per a person familiar with the situation both sides want to get a deal done that seems obvious from the Chargers' standpoint he had another healthy season right for the most part he didn't have an, any kind of you know major injury last season which was great to see and he picked up right where he left off a borderline all-pro player after being an all-pro player as a rookie in 2018 and I don't think you want to have anything left up to chance obviously you could franchise tag him even if he plays his fifth year option out this season and there's other options you can do just because they don't get an extension done now doesn't mean he's not going to be with the Chargers long term but it seems like it would be in everybody's self-interest here David if they get a deal done.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the, the time is now to, to make sure that you take care of one of the best players on your team. We don't want any ill feelings. We don't we don't need any of the, the distractions going into next season and, and beyond. We've seen that here with the Chargers and what that can do and how ugly that can get. And that's just unnes- completely unnecessary. The Chargers need to take care of Derwin James. They need to get it done quickly. And they need to put that in the rearview mirror and focus on acquiring a super bowl championship
0: yeah and earlier in the year tom tolesco when talking with the media said that i think you know what dj means to this football team brandon Staley's also talked glowingly about him even though not talking specifically about his extension they've been pretty mum with everything going on as far as extensions go and i don't expect him to say much more but there's really no por- point in really letting it play out because even it like at this point, yes, two elite seasons, and you know what he means to the team. But if they do extend, David, obviously it's going to cost a pretty penny, which brings yeah. you to the other safety contracts in the league. And I think to get the deal done, it seems hard to believe it's going to be anything less than the highest paid safety in the league.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so you're looking at the the top three highest paid safeties in the league. Number one right now is Jamal Adams at four years, 70 mil, a little <laughs> over 70 million Uh, Then you have Harrison Smith, who uh, is at four years, 64 million. And then the third is Justin Simmons, which is four years, 61 million. Well, I'm getting
0: the averages: 17.5 million for Jamal Adams. That's the important thing. We don't know the years of it, but 17.5 million for Jamal Adams, 16 for Smith, and then 15.5 for Justin Simmons.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, g- given those dollar amounts there, then you, you can comfortably assume that Derwin James is going to look to be set, you know, look to set the market as the highest paid safety in as the NFL. And, yeah, as he should. I mean, it's because of all the things that he is capable of doing, Daniel. I mean, he's one of your best linebackers. He's one of your best pass rushers. He's one of your best... Safeties, both free and strong. Uh, There's not much Derwin James can't do, and he's the heart and soul of your team. Like we mentioned earlier, he is one of the bona fide leaders, whether it's special teams, defense, offense, doesn't matter. He is one of the figureheads of this team. So, um, looking at projections on a contract, Daniel, we're probably looking at uh, in in the four years 75 to 76 million. My projection is four years 76 million dollars. 19 million on the average with 43 million guaranteed. I think that's right around where we can expect to see a new Derwin James deal land.
0: And that would make him the highest paid safety in league history. It'd make him the highest paid safety on average by a $1.5 million. So that'd be quite a pay raise with Jamal Adams really, I mean, making that look like a bad contract, too, right? So I wonder if that plays into it at all. It's just like, hey, one safety does have that contract, it hasn't worked out for them, but with Derwin James, I mean, I can sit here and honestly say I think the dude is one of the most physically talented players to ever play that position in the NFL already. Yeah. Obviously, there's injury concerns and things like that, but he is a unicorn because he can cover, he can tackle, he plays physical, but also has you know ball skills and stuff, even though he didn't show them a couple of times last year. He is a very high IQ player as well, he, and he's of the heart and soul of this team. So I ended up going a four year, $72 million. We're around the same $40 million guaranteed that puts him at 18 mil per season. So not, you know, maybe taking a little less than he possibly could, because it seems like he could pretty much ask for whatever he wants. I think with the injuries that have happened, I think that's what keeps it as a, not just, you know, totally rewriting how safeties are getting paid. I don't see him making like $25 million or something along those lines and just totally resetting the market in that sense. But I do think he goes a little bit over Jamal Adams. And I think, he earned it, obviously, yeah. but the bigger thing is is if you see even a single cent less than highest paid safety in the league, I will tell you right now, Derwin James took a discount. So if this deal does oh, get yeah. done and we both assume that it is going to get done and it's anything less than, you know, $17.6 million per season, he took a team discount. I'm not saying that I think he will, but I'm just saying if it's anything less than the highest paid safety in the league with how good he is at his position. That's definitely what happened. But I think the other part of this, David, which is so hard to quantify, is just what he brings this team from a, a veteran leadership standpoint because he is the heart and soul of this team. Like, he's the heart and soul of the defense. He's the mouthpiece for the entire team. And I just think it's, you know, one thing to keep a guy around for veteran leadership like we've seen them do with guys like Brandon Meebane, even if they were at the tail end of her career. It's another thing when you're one of your best players, one of the best players at his position in the league, is also the biggest leader on your team as well.
1: Well, I mean, just listen to how Brandon Staley talks about Derwin James. He called Derwin James the quarterback of his defense. And, you know, he had, Brandon Staley is a former quarterback, and so he kind of looks at the game a little bit differently. But, I mean, just as Justin Herbert is, you know, your your commander, your quarterback on the offensive side, Derwin James is that signal caller and that that captain on, on the defense as well. He's the quarterback quarterback of the defense. He is everywhere. He's around the football. He wants Derwin James where the action is. So you just listen to how everyone around the organization talks about Derwin James and you clearly and quickly understand how important he is and he's definitely not going anywhere. I foresee Derwin James wearing lightning bolts on his shoulders and across his chest for a long, long time.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, hopefully this year we get to fully realize, you know, how special it's going to be to have him linked up with Brandon Staley and him playing easily on the best defense he's ever played with, with the most talent surrounding him that he's ever played with. And Brandon Staley saying, hey, we're arming him with weapons. He gets a chance to not have to put the team on his back, right? He gets the chance to just shine and, and focus on him and what he can do to make this team better. And Brandon Staley can focus on putting him in dangerous areas to help the Chargers get off the field and get the ball back into Justin Herbert's hands, which is always the thing you want to do the most. But it was also... Oh, yeah, it's super exciting, man. But there are a couple of other guys who I think are exciting that came to the Chargers late in free agency, like Gerald Everett, Justin Herbert's new favorite tight end. I mean, maybe Don Parham. They'll have to find it out. But I think that... Gerald Everett is, you know, on his way to probably having his best season yet, and he was very transparent about why he ended up joining the Chargers and what was so special about coming to L.A. or coming back to L.A. in this case. So we're going to get into that coming up after this but first i need to tell you guys if there's any kind of jewelry you need for this special person in your life there's only one way place to go and that is blue nile.com whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance blue nile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom shop high quality classic diamond earrings elegant tennis bracelets or gemstone pendant necklaces because mother's day is coming up quick and if i could buy everything on blue nile.com for my mother i absolutely would because she's a saint. But if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So mark Mother's Day with something enduring, a classic diamond, stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, and much more, and celebrate the special women in your life on BlueNile.com, and you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options. But this Mother's Day, give mom something that she'll treasure. I know I always try to do that time of the year. You should get your mom great stuff anyways. But Mother's Day is a special occasion. So get something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and locked on sports listeners, locked on Chargers listeners specifically. Get $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is good only through Mother's Day. So use the promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, one word. That's promo code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away the secret. Shop stress free and find the forever piece that you need at BlueNile.com. All right, David, well, speaking of Derwin James and speaking of Diamonds, there are other guys that we need to get to, got to get their first chance at the microphone, and I think said some very, very interesting things. So we're going to talk about Gerald Everett and also get into DeAndre Carter and Troy Reader, who had some very nice things to say about Brandon Staley as well on the Brandon Staley Effect Of bringing people in I think is another big thing but if you guys do need a second listen you want to keep up with everything around the NFL make sure to check on the check out the locked on NFL podcast the best experts from around the league getting to everything going on outside of our Chargers bubble helps you keep up with everything but Gerald Everett David talked with the media and very short and to the point right and one of the things that we thought was you know kind of cool was just how open he was about why he signed with the Chargers and I mean there was a lot of reasons you could have You know, deduced on your own, just like, hey, he did play with Brandon Staley in 2020, you know, even though different sides of the ball and all that stuff, you would have a chance to play with Justin Herbert, which is obviously a great reason to want to come play with the Chargers. But that's not what he said, at least right away. Right. And he said he was asked, what drew you to the Chargers? He said, number one, interest. Number two, the terms, meaning how much money he was going to get paid. And number three, the potential, the type of team they had last year and the caliber we could have this year, as you guys saw with the offseason moves, I think we will do pretty well this year. But it was cool, David, to hear someone kind of reflect genuinely about that. He's not just like, yeah, I mean, because like this is just the place I have always wanted to be. It's just like they wanted to pay me. They called me. Right. They hit up my agent. And obviously, it's pretty cool that they're going to have a good team this year, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, obviously, as a tight end or, you know, as a, as a special athlete uh, for Gerald Everett, of course, he's going to want to come and play with a great quarterback that can get him the football. But that is not what he was talking about. He said, Hey, I mean, I'm glad that they were interested in me. I mean, you know, that's always nice. Hey, I mean, they gave me the money I was looking for, which is something you really don't hear most athletes talk about. He was very honest. And, you know, he said the potential. I mean, hey, the Chargers offense is loaded. I mean, I think everybody outside of the organization knows that and can recognize that. And he named, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler and, and you know, Justin Herbert, all of the amazing athletes that are going to be surrounding him. And he's very excited about where the Chargers can go.
0: Yeah, and he was asked about Justin Herbert specifically, and he said, hey, you know, how excited are you to play with Justin Herbert? He said, ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. Young quarterback, arguably one of the best in the league, and he has done some great promise, especially last year. So we're going to try to build on that. It was, it was pretty funny how he was kind of answering things. But he also did say that he does have a relationship with Mike Williams, has a relationship with Keenan Allen, just by being in the same kind of social scene out there in L.A. So he does have some familiarity. Plus now he has a guy like Troy who he's played with, Sebastian Joseph Day who he's played with and those connections always mean something as well but the one thing is david is he was talking about what the chargers contract gave you know that was given to him this time what he didn't talk about is hey if i do well here with justin herbert i'm gonna get double paid right because he has a chance to double dip in some ways because this isn't potentially the biggest contract he's gonna get the two years 12 million around that that he got from the chargers like He's trying to cash in in a couple of seasons and and hit that market again, seeing what some of these tight ends are getting paid out there and really cash in. And that's what Justin Herbert brings to the table, right? You can look at that and be like, not only am I having a decision to go play with a winner, potentially right in a team that I think is going to contend like, you know, the teams he has been on before when he was with the Rams and things like that. But I also have a chance to go here for a couple of years, find this connection with Justin Herbert, put up career seasons and get paid again.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the beauty of uh, being on a two year contract as far as he's concerned, because, you know, if he does go out there and does extremely well and he's playing with a quarterback that can get him the ball anywhere on the football field and he can really showcase his ability to get yards after catch and be that physical presence and that physical type of player that he has showed so far. And he's also gotten better every single year. And I think the, the caliber of quarterback that he's going to be playing with this year, coupled with the amount of attention and the amount of connection that Justin Herbert has shown to have with his tight ends so far in his NFL career. I think all of that turns into the recipe for Gerald Everett to be in position to put forth the best season of his career.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, maybe if he does have a couple big seasons, he's going to get tried, you know, to pay like a, a wide receiver because he also said he doesn't see himself As a traditional tight end, he doesn't see himself as a George Kittle or a Travis Kelsey. You kind of alluded to this. And he was asked, well, what do you see yourself as then? Yeah. Athlete, playmaker, team player. As simple as that. But one of the other things he was asked about too, and I think one of the bigger things he's going to bring to this offense is the yards after the catch ability. And when he was asked kind of, you know, what he brings to the table in that aspect, it wasn't a lot of just like, hey, you know, I cut here. I catch the ball on the run. Like I do these things. He was like, hey, I leave everything on the field. I don't have any. You don't want to have any regrets after the game that you could have done more. And you want to be there for your teammates. And that is something that he has done, David. And I think one of the things that he brings to the table, the Chargers needed to add this offseason guys that can create in space guys who are going to get yards after the catch. And what we've seen from Gerald Everett, right, when he has the balls in his hands or the ball in his hands, I should say, you definitely <laughs> don't want to be in the way because like He's going to try to strike stick you. He's like hard to bring down. You, you grab onto him and he's like just ripping and tearing and, you know, pushing, you know, stiff arming you. Like he doesn't look like a fun guy to tackle. And I think that is one of the best parts that, you know, that he's going to bring to the Chargers offense.
1: Well, Andy has a chip on his shoulder because of that. And I think that was pretty clear when he was talking about it. He said, Hey, I'm one of the smaller tight ends um, or one of the smaller players at that position in the NFL. So right. I want to make sure that that's never going to be an impediment or seen as a weakness. And he showcases that when he goes out there with the ball in his hands. He is absolutely trying to wreck people and get them out of the way. He does have some quickness and some shake and some wiggle sure. to him. But, you know, that's not really the first thing he's going to. He, he wants to leave every single part of himself out there on the football field and be able to feel good about his contributions. And I think you have to love that attitude from a player. And I think he's going to provide some yak ability from a position that we really didn't think that that was going to come from. So we all, sure. we're always banking on, you know, a speed receiver you know, bringing that that yak. Uh, and, you know, the Chargers, unfortunately, last year didn't have receivers that really provided that in spades. So I think this is going to be a welcomed addition, you know, to a guy who can, you know, take those short, you know, short passes, those swing passes, you know, those check downs, if you will, and take those for five, six, seven, eight more yards than you were getting before. So I think that's yeah. exciting.
0: It is exciting. And the other thing, too, he talked about is just like, hey, like I can also be used as things other than a tight end. I can be split out, right? And they do want to use me vertically. So I think that is nice for him, who had like a terrible average depth of target just because the way he was being used last year in Seattle. But you do have those options as well, right? He said, yeah, I mean, I've also lined up in the backfield, I've lined up next to the quarterback. Like I've done different things where you don't have to keep me at the traditional tight end spots for me to get the ball and to make a play. And it's going to be interesting to see the role they envision for him in this offense as it stands right now. I mean, I think you are getting a more athletic player than Jared cook, right? A player oh, yeah. who's pretty much improved every single season, a player who's been super durable. And I think a player that has a chip on his shoulder, because that also yes. the small sky at the position kind of thing, you see that when he's blocking as well. He's not the most yeah. phenomenal blocker, He's not known to be a road paver or anything along those lines, but he blocks with a chip on his it's shoulder. It's all like,
1: effort, baby. It's
0: it's all <laughs> effort. and He's like, I'm just going to out-mean you, basically. Yeah. I might not be bigger than you or stronger than you, but, like, I'm going to put up a fight. And you love I want to be tougher than you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can just you tell sure. he wants it, man. There's certain guys that are out there, and it's just like, that dude looks like he wants it more than other dudes. It's impossible to get that in a PFF grade, but you see that when that guy – has the ball in his hands, especially, you know, last season when they were using a lot of different ways to get him involved in the office and to be a playmaker because that's what he is, athlete, playmaker, Gerald Everett. But the Chargers also got another playmaker in DeAndre Carter, and it's still a little unclear what his role is going to be. We think it'll probably play out through training camp, but he also talked about why he ended up with the Chargers and turning down other teams to go to the Chargers. And we'll also talk about new linebacker, Troy Reader talking about Brandon Staley and why he was so interested in reuniting with him again. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But I do t- I need to tell you one of the things that would probably help the charge in free agency and could have potentially even brought someone like Gerald Everett in might have been the fourth thing. There was a lifetime supply of built bars. I don't know how that works with the salary cap, but I know if I was in the NFL, It'd be one of the first things I would talk to my agent. He doesn't want to do it. I get a new agent, but bill bars are the best protein bars out there because you're getting something that tastes like a candy bar that has the health benefits of one of the best protein bars you're going to find. Because if you look at the macros chart at built.com, you can look and see how packed they are with protein. Most bars have 17 grams of protein with 130 calories or less and they usually have less than four grams of sugar and less than four grams of carbs. But that's just all to make way for the great flavors because right now, there are so many good flavors. You can go peanut butter. You can go raspberry cheesecake, are the limited time flavors they have right now. You can go the chirp flavor, built bar puffs, which are the first ever protein infused marshmallow that they have in the built puffs. And even the built puffs, the regular built bars, 100% covered in real chocolate and soft and easy to chew because it has to taste good or you're just not going to eat it consistently. And that's why I love built bars and I can keep eating them, is because, first of all, they taste great and uh, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie, cherry bar, mint brownie. But also, they have such a good variety of different flavors that you can choose from that you can always keep things fresh. So when you guys are dieting, doing things like that, like me, trying to get ready for my wedding, built Bars are the best protein bar you're going to find because they taste great, and they're going to fit on your diet. And you can save some money on them, too, because if you go to Bilt.com, you can use the promo code to LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code at LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. All right, David, well, we do have a couple more guys we have to get into that talked for the first time as Chargers to the media. And we're going to start with the return man, the electric return man, DeAndre Carter, who filled an obvious need for the Chargers. They needed a return man, and they got one, and DeAndre Carter got a little bit younger than Andre Roberts, even though I think he is 28, so he's not the most spry of chickens. But they get an exciting player who, for the first time last year, had a big role in the Washington offense. So I thought that was, you know, pretty interesting because, He's another guy who could bring some yak, right? He averaged nine yards a carry basically on 10 carries last year, so he has some ability there on jet sweeps and things like that. Give him the ball close to the line of scrimmage and let him get the yards after that. But the other thing he talked about, David, when he was talking with the media is that he had other options. I thought that was interesting because he said that he had the opportunity to go back to Washington, but he liked the fit in Los Angeles. And I think that does, you know, especially when you're trying to get guys who are not signing for very much, and they're deciding between a few teams, that is worth something. And I think in this case, the Chargers created a scenario and they have a culture now that people want to be a part of.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons why you uh, would want to come to play with the Chargers. One, you're going to come to play in a climate that's perfect all year round. You're you're (laughs) never going to have to worry about weather. um, And I'm sure Well, for him, he's
0: coming home. Right. That's that's the other thing, too. He's a West Coast kid.
1: Exactly. And that's definitely something he talked about. He said, hey, I wanted to stay here. I wanted to be around the West Coast. And also the the West Coast is
0: the best coast.
1: That's it. If
0: anyone was wondering.
1: Yeah. Um, we still love all of you all of our fans from all over the world by the way just so I can make that clear
0: hopefully you're in the Um, (laughs) western coast of your country if you are there because obviously it's the best one
1: yes exactly Um, but DeAndre Carter man a very exciting player Uh, I think a a guy that is going to bring some uh, you know quickness and agility to that um, return uh, specialist role here I think DeAndre Carter uh, is going to have some big shoes to fill with what Andre Roberts brought to the table last year but a lot of reasons why you'd want to come to play with the Chargers. They're an up-and-coming team. They have Justin Herbert. They get to play in L.A., one of the biggest media markets in the world. So a lot of reasons why L.A. would be a big destination for any free agent.
0: And he said that he was basically brought in to be a returner, right? He said, pretty yeah. sure that was a big part of me signing here. They were looking for a return to this offseason, which is why I'm assuming they reached out to me. So yeah. he was also asked if he's going to be returning kicks and punts, and he said it's undetermined yet which also probably means that it's undetermined what the role is going to be for him offensively if there is one. And I think, I mean, it's not even 100% certain that, you know, the Chargers don't draft a return man, right, and have some competition for DeAndre Carter. We don't really know yet, and he talked about that, you know, all these teams are trying to bring in young guys, and it, it can be hard to stick around for a while. That's why he had to spend a year being a substitute teacher, which I'm sure Brandon Staley must absolutely love, right? I mean, Brandon he Staley's does. like, oh, this guy's a teacher, you know, teacher's all in my family, all that kind of stuff. But... I think with him specifically, though, he said he was, you know, excited to play with Justin Irby. He talked about what he was excited to get into with the other Chargers receivers like Keenan Allen, getting to watch him. He said he watches every one of his targets every year, you know, when the season is over because that's just one of the players who he thinks was the best route runner in the league. I think Gerald Everett said that too, the best route runner in the league, which is pretty cool. But I think that the, uh, we still don't know, David, if there's going to be a role for him in offense. And it might just be as simple as, hey, they'll have him do a couple of things in training camp and he will have a chance to earn a role potentially in an offense that already has a lot of mouths to feed.
1: Yeah. I mean the, the the role, as far as the punt returner, kick returner wasn't exactly defined, but I think we can, you know, safely assume that he's going to be the punt punt returner and the kick returner. He's at least going to
0: get the first chance at it. Right. I, I mean we have to assume that.
1: Yes. Yeah. The contract definitely dictates that he is going to be the first one in line to be able to obtain those duties. But I think, in training camp is where they're going to figure out how involved he's going to be in the offense. I think that's something he's going to have to earn. I don't think that's going to be given to him right away because the Chargers already have a lot of options on the offense.
0: It'll be interesting to see kind of where Joe Reed factors into things too because they have kept Joe Reed around, a former fifth-round pick. He spent most of last season on the practice squad, Dealt with a bunch of injuries. Still got
1: faith in you, them.
0: Joe. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're, they're the same kind of player, right? I mean, yeah, Joe Reed are. is bigger right and and Mm -hmm. and is a little bit different in that sense because i think deandre carter is like five seven five eight smaller guy obviously yeah but that's like what we envisioned for joe reed specifically when they took him with the fifth round pick is a guy who is going to be a special teams guy return man number one but also has the vision the you know ability to create in the open field that'd be like hey maybe we should try to get the ball in his hands offensively but one of the signings i think that Chargers fans were down on and there weren't many signings the Chargers fans were down on was Troy Reader and rightfully so I mean he struggled in his three years in the NFL so far but it's hard not to root for the guy like I mean you, you see like how bad people talk about him being and then he gets in the press conference You're like hey that is a human right that's that's a yep. human being up there you have to hope for the best and as Chargers fans why would you want to hope for anything less than him having his best season ever? not that I'm saying he's going to and I don't necessarily think, especially given the situation, you know, letting Kazir White go, bringing in Troy Reader. I'm not going to say that's a benefit to the Chargers by any means. But there's obviously reasons they brought him in, and there's reasons why he decided to end up signing with the Chargers. I don't obviously know what his options were, but one of the key things you could tell was reuniting with Brandon Staley. And he said when he was with the Rams, when he was coming into his first season as a defensive coordinator, he said it was his first experience being a defensive coordinator, but it didn't feel like it. He instantly just grabbed us with his attention to detail. The effort that he was putting in was contagious. We felt like he took us to the next level, and that's all what we were hoping for when the Chargers decided to sign Brand Staley, was bringing the defense to the next level. And then they went out and had one of the worst defenses in the league, right? But what we have seen brand Staley do this year players who played in his defense, Sebastian Joseph day. Now there's three Khalil Mack has played in the defense, you know, that he was coaching. And now this signing as well with Troy reader, but it also, I think David is, is paying dividends, you know, or at least showing what brand Staley said he was going to do. He is doing right. And he always talked to the rest of his coaches. Hey, like we're going to put the work in. So they want to put the work back in for us. You know they're gonna do all this attention to detail stuff, and, and the players notice that kind of thing, right? So I think Brandon Staley, in that way, is drawing people to the Chargers on his own.
1: Yeah, definitely, Brandon Staley. I, I think you see videos of him at different, you know, coaching, you know, climates and different conferences, and I mean it, it's just magnetic when you listen to him. I mean it's kind of hard not to be transfixed on what he's saying because he's so honest. He's so transparent even when he's, he's not talking
0: much, football like he yeah. was at that tennis thing right and he's just yeah. like talking tennis and his love for Rafa and a dollar and it's like i wanted to sit there and listen about tennis and i'm not even a tennis fan like
1: he just he makes everything interesting and i, I you, it's so easy for me to see why the players gravitate towards him and want to be around him and trust and believe in him as a leader i, I think that's all pretty obvious to me. And, um, you know, he's always talked on multiple different occasions how he wants to get his guys and relationships and familiarity is very important to Brandon Staley. So it doesn't, you know, uh, it doesn't surprise me at all to see him want to bring in Troy Reader and bring in Sebastian Joseph Day and bring in a Khalil Mack via the trade, get sure. his guys. I mean, he's, last year he said, hey, I didn't really have my guys to be able to deploy the defense that I want to play. So this year, he went out and got the guys that he felt like he needed to go out there and execute and showcase the defense that was number one in the NFL a couple years ago.
0: And it's interesting, too, because I wonder how close Brandon Staley feels like this defense is to getting what he needs, right? Because obviously, we know they're a lot closer. They're a defense that gave up over 27 points per game last season, and people are trying to judge Justin Herbert based on wins and losses when it's like, Unless he put up twenty seven points per game, he wasn't winning that game for the it's most so part. So annoying to me. It's not
1: a QB stat. Stop. No,
0: it's not. It's not. But I say that just to kind of go to the point of like, not everything can just be taken, you know, that literally when, when right. you see those things that things don't necessarily connect that way. But with Brand Staley specifically. And the defense, I do think it has come a long way. I do think it's going to be obviously much improved. There's way, oh, yeah. way more talent because they obviously just didn't have enough starting talent. They didn't have enough depth last year. Right. And depth is still going to be an issue as we see it right now, heading into the draft. But one of the things you're saying seeing though is that people are taking notice. And someone like Troy Reader is saying, Hey, I wanted to go to a team that had just about as good of a chance as the team I came from. He came from the Rams, the team that just won the Super Bowl. So <laughs> When you hear stuff like that and you hear, you know, the Chargers are going to be ready for a dan- to be a dangerous team, I think that's kind of how we see it. Like, I mean, oh, obviously yeah. it's too soon to make any predictions or anything like that, but that's a good way of phrasing it. The Chargers are going to be a dangerous team. There's a lot of dudes on the Chargers now that a lot of other teams would want and a lot of other teams are as- afraid of, and I think that's the Chargers are looming, right? And, and there's been a lot of dark horse seasons, and, you know, Chargers are the low-key team you should be worried about. This year's hitting a little bit different, and there's a yeah. different level of talent on this Chargers defense. And we'll see how much you know they continue to improve the offense, even with some subtle additions that they've made so far. But very exciting time to be a Chargers fan and get to root for Derwin James and you know Joey Bosa here. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Thank you guys for joining in. Even though we're taking a break from the draft today, we appreciate it. Got to talk a little bit about Derwin James and some of the newcomers again. We appreciate you guys. We all know you know. We put in the work because you guys, you know, put in the effort to come listen to the show and download the show and watch us on YouTube and subscribe to the Locked On Charge YouTube channel and, you know, listen to the podcast and follow all the places and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. In the weeks like this, we really appreciate all the kind words and stuff because it has been a long week for us. I'm not going to lie to you guys with that. And these things happen every once in a while, especially during the offseason when there's no games. But just. Is another moment to be very appreciative for the fans that we have and the people that show up day in and day out and continue to support us in the journey. That's been, you know, six seasons up till this point. But we love what we do, and that's why we can come on and have fun even on a week that's been really, really long with very, very little sleep. So we appreciate you guys. Make sure you don't miss the show, though. We will be back tomorrow with more draft stuff and some fun draft positions. We're getting into wide receivers and running backs, you know, we're talking about Jamison Williams and the other guys in the first round, and also talk about, you know, some running backs who could be RB2 or some ways the Chargers could find help at wide receiver without having to do it in the first round. But to make sure you don't miss it, make sure you guys are also following on all of our social media because we post the show to all of our pages. So You can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page and also at Lockdown Chargers on Instagram. You can also find David on Twitter at SD. And me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports. If you guys want to call in and get your thoughts on the show, the number for the voicemail line is 323-524-7924. And we try to get every charge voicemail played on the show. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow as your first listen, as always, with some wide receiver and running back talk with the draft coming up. But until then, take it easy and go bolts.